Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, everyone. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Do you know what? It's almost Christmas, and I had done a little bit longer podcast yesterday, and then this, but I didn't publish it. Something was stopping me. I'm not sure why. There were some very thought-provoking things in there that might raise some some questions for some people, but I still I want to get it out there and get you thinking for the new year. But as I was back in my office again today, just playing catch-up and looking at my calendar going, I just want a few days off, I thought we need to talk about priorities and smelling the roses. And I know that may seem like a pat phrase, but there has been some things in my life the last few weeks that I am noticing with my husband and I wanted to share them with you. It is Christmas or Hanukkah or a variety of other religious type celebrations happening all over the world right now. But in North America, Christmas is, you know, we're a British background kind of country and European and Christmas is a really big deal here. In fact, in Canada, even versus the States, it is our biggest holiday. We're in the States, I think, I believe theirs is really Thanksgiving. But here it is our biggest holiday and I am a Christmas fanatic. I love Christmas. And I was feeling very, hmm, maybe bitter, I guess is really the best word, just a little bit bitter, that this renovation that we have done in our home dragged into my, what I call my time. December is my month. It's not my birthday month, it's Christ's birthday month, but it is always traditionally, except for one contract I had in my 40s, it has always been a month where I've barely worked. I had a bookkeeping company for years, and let's face it, the work all starts in January once payroll is cut off and the year ends are done and you know all the reporting is due. But December, for the most part, for the type of clients I had anyways, smaller smaller businesses, not, I sometimes just only billed $500. I remember billing $500 once in December. <laughs> and then March arrives. <laughs> so I've, I've learned to enjoy that and to say, you know what, the money's coming next month, so I, I don't need to worry about that. And this is my time and I sort of got used to it. In fact, I was very resentful when I took that long-term contract with Bell Canada because December was our busiest month. However, I was not running other businesses on the side like I usually am. And I was able to focus on that job and still have my home decorated and, and, and do my baking and entertain and throw my big Christmas party every year. Now, the reason I mentioned this is because my renovation, literally the last of the contractors that had to come in and fix some stuff left last Friday and we spent the whole weekend moving in, basically cleaning our home. We've been sleeping up there, but we still had to deal with this sort of mess of our bathroom being redone, parts of it. And I noticed that we weren't enjoying the journey. We were once again focused on the destination. Now, this is something I've battled with my whole life. Every friend in my life that is close to me will be nodding their heads going, yep, that's Shelly. But you have to learn to enjoy the journey. And I've noticed this last few days since this pressure of contractors being out of my home and little things now are just for us to hang up and do what we need to do. That's puttering, really, and it's enjoyable. And Keith and I are doing it. We're not fighting about it. Yay. Uh, the renovation has not caused a divorce. That's another big yay. But I want to enjoy the moments. So on the weekend, you know, we worked Friday night. We worked all day Saturday. Sunday, we had a few more things to do. But honestly, the two of us were sitting on opposite couches upstairs in our new living room with the fireplace on and the, two, and the Christmas carols going. And 
we were just reading and relaxing. And really late in the afternoon, I came down to my office and did the, the last of the few things I needed to do to get ready for Monday. And he went off to do some errands with the house that probably closet things that organizers need to be hung. It's hard to say. And I realized we needed to still enjoy the home. Now, I tend to run myself down and I have fibromyalgia, so I have to be very careful with my energies and they've been flat out for three months. Got nailed with a, you know, a back that went out because my body just, I wouldn't stop. I just wanted it done so I could start my life. Well, you know what? Life has to happen no matter what you're doing. So this week, I have been really noticing and consciously making an effort to enjoy the journey. But what was I was noticing most was my husband. Now, he was not for this renovation. He was quite happy hibernating down here in the basement, as I like to call it. And my husband doesn't do change well. But what he is, is an amazing support system for all my projects and dreams. I'm the one that does all that, and he's the one that supports it all. <laughs> and my mother mentioned this 18 years ago when I married, when I met him. And I have friends that have commented on the fact that that is his personality. He is a caregiver and he supports me. So he didn't want this renovation, fought me on it until I finally just put my foot down and said it's happening. And then he's like, he gave in. And I can't say he was really gracious about it the first couple months even, but he worked like a dog all summer with the tear apart. I just think guys actually like tearing stuff apart. And then we, we, we got into it in September. We found a contractor and the work started and it just, you know, went on and on. I could see him just getting a little antsy. But then we got close to where the floors were done, moldings were done, and the there was an actual living room kitchen there. Bathroom was still being taken forever because the contractor that we hired for the bathroom just didn't want to do the bathroom. <laughs> He just, there were things in it that weren't his skill set. So he kept avoiding them and he dragged us out for six weeks before we realized that we had a problem and needed to hire someone else to finish it. Anyways, you live, you learn. But now that it's done, I remember him standing upstairs about a month ago or so and saying, oh, this is a really nice space. Up until that point, Keith would just had his head down, doing the work that needed to get done. And if someone commented, he just shook his head and said, whatever. <laughs> it was, that was honestly his response every time we talked about things. And now, he has not even been downstairs to watch TV in three nights. Now, my husband can get to a point in his life where when he wants to escape, he lives in front of the television in the evenings. Not super healthy, but you know what? We all have our coping mechanisms. He's just happy to be upstairs in his new home. Now, we, the other th thing we, we have and we love is we're back sharing a bedroom again. So although... We used to always sleep together. Last year, that kind of didn't happen because there was some snoring and health issues. Um, we have separate bedrooms where our actual belongings are in because all the rooms downstairs were tiny. And the king-size bed only fit in one room, and it was, all my stuff was in the spare room. And now we are back, like we were in our old house that I had built uh, 12 years ago, to having this beautiful, huge master bedroom. King-size bed, you can walk right around all sides of it. It's so lovely, not banging your shins. The universe brought me this gorgeous dresser that matches the bed brilliantly. So didn't even have to, it was just fabulous, $200 and it just, it was just a fluke. It was just a gift and wardrobes all built into the back wall. So we took two bedrooms upstairs and made it into one master with an ensuite. It is unbelievable to me, the difference in that man. Now I am pretty sure, although he will never really 
do a black and white conversation with me, that my husband's love language is quality time. You just kind of have to know the guy. He's pretty much happy if I'm just in the room watching TV with him. Even if I'm reading a book and don't want to watch the TV, he's just happy to have me in the room with him where that is not my love language. My love language is is, is touch. I, I have to have physical contact or I starve to death emotionally. I love all the other things. Everyone loves all the love languages, but usually there's something in someone's personality and in their kind of bone deep DNA that they cannot live without. So all of a sudden there's this intimacy back in our marriage again where we are sleeping in the same room every night. I also got these amazing new earplugs, by the way. I, I'm actually going to do a YouTube video on those. They are spectacular. Uh, that I can barely even hear his snoring anymore. So I've, uh, these life-saving earplugs arrived as well. We get dressed in the morning together. We're back sharing a bathroom. That level of marital intimacy actually keeps him really happy. <laughs> and I, it took me a few days to realize that his... He was just calm again. He's not living in front of the TV and he's being very attentive as a husband. So that's all, you know, yay for me. But what I'm trying to point out here is enjoying the journey. You need to understand not only yourself, but the people around you that are closest to you. And often that can be a spouse or family members or dear friends or even a roommate. It does not matter. Your own children, your own parents. What is it that makes people tick? Because different people like different things. It used to be a really neat thing for me. I love to travel, but I love the process of traveling, not just getting to the destination. And I struggle traveling with my husband because his whole focus is getting there. And then he like decompresses like air coming out of a balloon. Well, I traveled before I met, I was 35 when I met him. So I had a, a life and a couple of businesses and, and such before I met him. And I traveled for one of those businesses a fair bit for a short period of time. I used to just love, I used to go to the airport I would immediately phone my buddy Herb. We have this thing, either one of us is in the airport, we phone the other one or message them. And I'd go to the bar and have a single malt scotch. Now that had to be given up in my life due to both my celiac and my fibromyalgia, but that was my tradition. And I would get on a plane. I would have my books, I would have my snacks, and the process of all of that, I tried to make as enjoyable as possible. I had my rituals and I enjoyed them. But then I got married and started traveling a couple of years after we got married with my husband and found he was afraid of flying. Didn't even realize that when I married him. And we always had a fight getting to the airport. Like it was getting to the point where I was like, I'm not traveling with you anymore. And it's only been the last few years that I realized exactly what the issue is. And so now I've been able to find ways to manage it, slow him down, kind of call him on some stuff, honey. This is all part of the vacation. Like from the second now you're off work and we're about to walk out the door, vacation has started. Not 12, excuse me, 12 hours from now or however many hours when we get to where we're going, vacation starts now. So how about we start enjoying it now? We have no deadlines. We have no one looking for our time. Our phones are off. The messages say we're on vacation. Okay, we're, we're, we're there already. And that has been a really big eye-opener, not only in my own life, about how I tend to be this way. Travel just wasn't one of the areas I tended to exhibit it, but I do it in other areas. He does it almost exclusively with travel. Other areas of life, he actually... Keith doesn't do all the yard work just to see the end result. We actually enjoy doing our yard work, yard work in the summer, and it's a summer thing, and... You stop for two o'clock when the neighbors walk over to see how your yard's looking and you have a beer or you have a martini and you, you go back to work for another couple hours and you throw the barbecue on. Someone might come over for a fire pit. 
the chores are the chores, but we actually enjoy doing them and we make it fun as we're doing them. But like I say, travel for him is where that focus and that energy, that negativity was always for him. So knowing that I was doing this Christmas can wait until I get this reno thing done, it started opening my eyes again that I had slipped into that pattern and that I wasn't enjoying what was happening. So I cleaned the house, put the tree up, still didn't even have a couch in my house. And I just had to like hum to myself in a bit of meditation going, let it go, let it go, let it go. It rained for two solid weeks and we don't have a closed trailer. And the couches were at my sister-in-law's. Do you know what? You've got to be able to go with the flow at times. And there are times I am, this is just not my forte. However, I adapt to change very well. So although sometimes I struggle going with the flow because I like to have a plan, I also enjoy change. In fact, I kind of thrive on it. It's a very defining factor in, in how I run my life and how I've run my businesses and things like that. I want to learn new things. I want to see what can be done better. I'm always looking to improve. I'm always looking to change. I move things around. I'm a queen of moving the furniture around. Drives my husband crazy. He literally could put the couch against a wall and it could sit there for a decade and never move. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. So we all have our thing. So now that I've told you about mine, I want you to apply everything I've just said in the last 10 minutes. I want you to look back on your life. It is December, what today, 21st or something? 20th, 21st, the 20th today. Christmas is in five days. I've pretty much got my whole family trained that gift giving is not the focus of Christmas. As much as I love gifts, I am not a shopper. I loathe it. Um, I really, I want time with people. Again, back to the quality time. Keith and I want to be with the people that we love. We just want to have a dinner together. We want to hang together. We want to watch movies and drink rum and eggnog together with our families and whatever that is that is how we roll and the gift giving you know what I've got godchildren a granddaughter token gift for the son and daughter-in-law and Keith and I but we do not do the extended families anymore I don't go down to the big gift opening with my family that's just a, a they just love that and we were feeling we hadn't gone for years and we'd started going back now that my father was sick and it was actually a bit uncomfortable it was like okay you know what we're going to come down after you guys do your gift opening and come and join you for the cinnamon buns my mom makes every year and enjoy that couple hours with you guys, like have breakfast, and then we just all go our separate ways. Sometimes we come back for dinner, but it's a rotation thing. Again, it's back to the time. So Christmas can be so exhausting and expensive because we're always looking for what's coming and what needs to get done. Have you stopped to just enjoy where you're sitting right this minute? So last night, I got a new book on my iPad. It's a sequel. It's got witches in it. I just love it. I love magic. And I sat and read for an hour or two after dinner. I finally had to go downstairs and watch a TV show. So my cat, because I don't let the animals upstairs into the new house. Unfortunately, we have an aging dog that has accidents and the cat everyone's allergic to. So everyone lives down. They still live downstairs. And they were like, hey, mom, you know what? I'm not getting my cuddle time on the couch. Get your butt down here. And I just realized... We all went to bed calm and this had been like the fourth night in a row we have gone to bed calm and happy and dinner was made. We have a, a student that lives with us from Brazil and this rush and this everything being put aside to get to this end result has just sort of gone away and everyone's mood is just amazing right now. In your life, can you make changes both physically and 
mentally that can help you enjoy the journey more? Are you enjoying what you're doing right now? For instance, yesterday, I went to the chiropractor at 8.45 in the morning after dropping the kids at school. Didn't think that one through. Vancouver, Canada has now been voted next to Los Angeles, the most congested traffic city in the world. We have the worst roads. We have water everywhere that bridges have to get us across. And we have a population explosion here that we can't even remotely keep up with our infrastructure. Okay. So it's a nightmare, but I haven't, I don't go into an office anymore. My office is in my home and I've worked at home a large part of my life on and off and have had the option of not traveling during those rush hour moments. But without thinking, I booked this appointment. So now I'm in rush hour and I'm late. And I'm going the same direction as people going to work. I wasn't thinking that through either. So, okay, that's fine. I get there. Luckily, they, they could still take me in. And I thought, well, I should go do this one last shopping errand because I did not want to go near a store. I was going to do it today, actually. And I thought, you're in the car. Just go get it done. It was pouring rain. Well, my GPS took me down a road, again, rush hour, where I sat for half an hour to get onto a bridge. I'm thinking, okay. Then I'm driving out the highway and I drive into a snowstorm. Not a little bit of snow mixed with the rain. I literally went from pouring rain to slush to, oh my goodness, it's almost a whiteout. I was out for two hours in that mess, but you know what? I didn't even have a stress about it. Had my radio on. I'm like, I have nowhere else I need to be right now. Yes, there's always work to do at home. That's irrelevant. But never let the traffic get to me. Took pictures while I was sitting there on the freeway of all the snow and just thought, well, I'm having a white Christmas. Isn't this great? Went to the store, got the shopping done. Luckily, I had snow tires already on the car. You know, I was prepared. My husband made sure that we were prepared for this weather and I just went with the flow. That whole day should have taken me 30 minutes, not two hours, this whole errand thing, but it didn't. But you know what? It's okay. Now I realize that that can rarely happen. We're usually stressed and in a rush to get somewhere. But when you don't need to be, don't. Don't knee jerk into a response that you have most of the time just because life makes it that way when you don't have to. Try and be conscious of it if you can. Slow it down. Maybe you live in a small town or maybe you live in Tokyo and there's just millions of people around you all the time. Do you enjoy that? Are you enjoying your surroundings and the things around you? Are you, and if you don't, are you changing it or putting into place ways of coping with it? That's actually the true meaning of enjoying the journey. We only get one, one time around here, at least one time around that we remember to the best of my knowledge, maybe that'll change in the future. But if I had past lives, I don't know about them. This is the only life I'm, I'm remembering. This is the only place right now that I can have an impact on other people's lives. And you have an impact on other people's lives every single day. I don't care who you are, where you are on the planet. You are an energetic being that lives in this universe and you are contributing to somewhere, someone, some way every day. And I want you to enjoy that journey, not always be focusing on what's next or when we get there or when it's done. All right. It is Christmas in a few days. I probably will not post another podcast till the new year. Have a, or at least till after Christmas, have a great holiday. However you and yours celebrate, please take time for yourself and God bless. I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. 
remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.